0: To the water podcast season two episode one my name is daniel super excited to be back with you it's been a minute but um hopefully i'll make it count um i know i'm super excited to talk about what we'll be talking about this season and i couldn't think of a better person to start out this season with so i just want to introduce you guys uh to third eye goddess urban healer uh, the person who I would consider to be my spiritual counselor, uh, fellow OG, if you remember when we had that OG conversation, uh, Julie Yvonne. How are you doing, Julie?
1: I'm doing great. I love that introduction. I love that, especially Urban Healer. <laughs> it's so good to see you. That's that's funny. I, and I am.
0: <laughs> it's good to see you too. You remember yeah, that OG?
1: Congratulations on your show. I remember that. That's why I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: OG is for of do you course. want to tell the people what OG means to you?
1: I, I want you to tell them. So
0: Please. how I remember it was you said specifically original gods, which yeah. um refer to just older souls on the planet.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And
0: so yeah, I really resonated with that. And you said there's not a whole lot of us out there. So
1: it's not.
0: Uh, there's two on this very conversation right now, so super excited. So, Me too. I
1: I'm just giddy inside. I'm so excited for this. I really am.
0: Good, good. I've been I've been anticipating it for a minute, honestly. Like probably Hello. after our second conversation, I was wanting to have it, but then when you said when you just opened the door to it, I was like yes. Um, Because yeah. you know you, you kind of like you're preparing to put yourself out there mentally. Um, in terms of asking someone to do something. And then that person says, Hey, just, you know, just so you know, I'm open to, and it's like, Oh, the pressure is, you know.
1: But, you know, I always, I, I've learned to not speak until I'm spoken to from my spiritual team. So, and they were like, you you have to say this, you have to ask for this. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And it worked out. And here we are.
0: Look at us. You know that, you know that Paul Rudd, where he's like uh, on first week, he's look at us. Who would have thought?
1: <laughs> I know. Well, this is what manifestation is. You speaking into existence. You know, if you build the platform, your guests and your audience will come. Absolutely. You know? Especially water. Come on, I'm a water sign.
0: <laughs> yeah. Look at it. Look at it. So the reason why I wanted to have you specifically, and why I'm so honored to have you. For my first season, I kind of did it because I kind of had sort of like a void between what I was talking about on my boxing podcast and just wanting to express myself but not having an outlet. So I created it and I was in this place where I just felt misunderstood and wanted to be understood through conversation with friends and whoever would indulge me on whatever I wanted to talk about. Uh, for this season, I told you about it a little bit, but I want, if if I can swing it, I want everyone to increase their understanding of each other. I think that we are in unprecedented times, you know, across the board and yes. everyone's on guard because a lot of us are in survival mode and we have to look out for ourselves and we're in survival mode there's just not as much abundance and people are less likely to really open up or to practice empathy or whatever. And so I really wanted to have you on to kind of share your story and really talk about how you deal with the world, so to speak. Um, And maybe I'll put in some input here and there and about some stuff as well, but I'm really excited to have this conversation with you. Me too.
1: I, I'm excited to have it because it's not often that I do feel the support for someone to understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. (laughs) Relatable. Yes. There has to be some sort of mutual understanding or connection because it's not a normal conversation that you have. Right. I learned to adapt to this world. Um only because I had to adapt to my soul's calling, my journey here. I've never seen the world as other people have seen it. I see the past, I see the present, and I try not to look into the future too much, but it's there. So I just try to remember every time that I've been blessed to come here as a human being in this physical body, this shell, how are you gonna show up? What do you need to learn this time? What do you need to teach people? How can you be of service? And I look at the world as the one thing that it misses and is love. The energy that I feel in this world is such a low vibration. And then we get to carry the shadow of it, dealing with our own emotions. So I've learned to look at myself as this beautiful universe that orbits this earth. I get to go through the changes with times. I get to travel the different nodes within myself. How are you going to maneuver through this space? That doesn't pertain to me. That's a door that's closed. I'd like to take this path and I try to show up in this world the best way that I can pretty ugly honest always truthful because I know what love is I've had to learn to love myself so if I'm the mirror that walks this journey in this world that's all I want to show mirrors and reflections are just love but it starts here with us first we are the world So it's basically it's an inside job of going to the core of our own universe to become a bigger part of this world. Mm. It's ugly. It's scary. It's beautiful. It's kind. It's hate. It's love. It's all those things. Because this is what we each embody. We're mirrors. Absolutely. That's it.
0: Very well said. And I can't wait to get more into that. This is this is going to be good. Um, <laughs> so you talked just now about your gifts and how you see and experience the world and the universe yourself. When I introduced you earlier, I introduced you as a third eye goddess and an urban healer. Um, so how would you describe the gifts that you were born with and... Around what age did you realize that you were probably different than others your age?
1: Oh, well, I would say I can remember a conversation when I was in my mom's belly between her and my grandma that I was a chosen one. Um, from the time that I opened my eyes in this world and I took my first breath before I even learned to crawl or walk, I knew that I was different did it make sense to me, but I just knew this is, this is going to be a journey. I can tell my mom stories about the day of my birth. And she's like, I don't understand how you know this. Yes, I, I remember. And so it has, um, it's always been with me. Even as a child of running hands across my brother, that was an asthmatic, and my grandmother would do lymphias on him and pray over him. And she was really holistic in her healing. And so the next day, he'd be up and running. And I just remember just knowing things. My mom said that I would sit and play with spirits. And I would tell her stories. So I've always known that I was this person. And let me say my earliest memory is probably, honestly, two years old. Um. My mom said I started walking when I was 10 months, but I remember there was this old woman there and she looks really kind and she was calling me to get up. And my mom said I slid down off the couch and she was so freaked out I was going to fall because I couldn't walk. And she goes, all of a sudden, I put my hands up and I just started walking. And she said, I walked right past her. So I was walking towards that old lady. I remember her. I've seen spirits my whole life. I've seen people's souls. I've seen their lights. I've seen their demons, and I realize that every experience that I've had in this life, my personal experiences, they didn't make sense to me at the time because they were traumatic. And I know for I know for a fact that my soul, a lot of these times, have have escaped this physical body, but I still remember. It's a trauma. And from an early age, I would know that I was called to do this work, but I didn't, I ran. And I realized that my arms were too short to box with God. My legs weren't long enough to run that journey. And I had to surrender. And so every age that has been told to me at 18, this is going to happen. 35, this is going to happen. all the way across the board, I was obedient. And from the moment that I gave up a life that I thought I was gonna live and retire from as a celebrity makeup artist, that was cut short. And I was doing the work even with my clients without really knowing what I was doing or saying to them at times over the years, a 30 year span. And when I I understood the difference between life and death and how precious life is. And I really started doing the work. I understood everything that happened to me because from the moment that I surrendered and I said, I'm going to do this. I'm the chosen one in my, my lineage. It's generational and there have been so many curses. But little on me. And I'm the only one that I truly believe has made it this far. I've passed every lesson that there was to pass. And here I still stand. And I can tell people, me too. True story. Because I've had the experience. And I don't like to be called a healer, really. I don't like to be. I'm a healer to myself. But I'm just a facilitator of healing for other people. And I can support you because I've had the experience to touch me somewhere along this journey that I can relate to how you're feeling without trying to fish for what it would feel like if I did. It's a true story. So, I would say lifetimes. And honestly doing this work. I would never if I had to call back to the beginning of this journey, I would to get to where I am today. No regrets. That's, that's
0: very beautiful. Um, so many questions Thank come you. from that. But I think <laughs> I'll start with To me, it sounds like this was sort of your lineage and so you already kind of knew what it was going into it but you kind of also had like if I recall correctly you're also a preacher's kid but yes yeah fellow preacher's kid PK but you had these experiences didn't seem foreign to you because of what you already knew internally and you already being exposed to those things right like as a child
1: Yes, and it's really on both sides of my family, my father and my mother. Like my mother was raised Catholic, so it was being brought up in this, in Catholicism, you know, going to Catholic church as well as going to a Baptist church, my father. And I saw how each of them had their religion, but they still had the truth and the core ritual. You know, so there was this basically a little bit of Santeria, a little bit of Voodoo. you know. So it was interesting because even within ritual, I always went back to the Bible. And I never felt foreign to me of doing ritual and still being a preacher's kid. I read the Bible and I still read the Bible and I use the Bible every time I light a candle or I do any of my rituals. It's this difference between light and shadow, I and mean, what do you believe? To me, the only religion that I choose to follow now is just love. Love is my religion. It's love of self first. And then I get to have those Ten Commandments that we speak speak of in the Bible. It's just a personal mantra to myself. You know? And it's difficult to be at the crossroads with spirituality versus religion, where spirituality is freedom of speech, speak your truth. But if you're not vibing with it in other religions, you're wrong. We all have choices and we all learn differently. That's how we're able to teach others differently. You know, you know what it's like being a preacher's kid.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got My the experience. Bible
1: story and then the real life story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. My experience was a little bit different than yours, but oh yeah, I, I definitely know what it's like. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Me. Vacation Bible school, mm-hmm. church services three or four times a week, prior pra- prior, um, choir practice, all that. Yeah. Going to different church, Yeah.
0: So... You yeah. you said before you were a celebrity makeup artist. Um, yeah. What led you to that point? I'm guessing maybe that was a gift of yours as well. But then also, what was sort of the final straw you felt within yourself that made you really embrace your calling? Colin mm, always gets me chucked
1: up. From the time I was a little girl, Um, I was a a kid that was into Barbie dolls and strawberry shortcake. I loved dolls. I loved fashion. Like, I loved watching Diana Ross and Gladys Knight and all these celebrities on TV and how they dressed. And so I knew that I was going to be in entertainment some kind of way. And um, I was fascinated with red lips or dark colored lips from the time I was five years old. So I knew that I was going to be a celebrity makeup artist. I knew that I was going to be a facialist to the stars. And I've done that. But I knew that when I turned 40, that I was going to have to surrender and live a different life. And I had the dark night of my soul ripped from me. And I had was parts of me that were dying, some doors that were slamming closed for me. And on one of the shows that I was on, um, I said, don't put me on the call sheet next season. I'm not coming back. I'm done." I didn't know what I was saying, but I just knew that I was just done. And it was so loud. Like, spirits like you're done. Take everything with you today. And I needed something. I was dying. I really felt like I was dying. When you talk about hit rock bottom and the rock is on top of you, <laughs> that's where I was. And I remember getting home and I threw my, all my makeup bags and everything at my feet. And I was, I dropped to my knees and I'm searching for something and I didn't know what it was, you know. And I realized I was looking for a weapon. I wanted to take myself out. I was in a horrible place in my life. And I just remember telling myself, Julie, you're better than this. You're better than this. I said, God, whatever it is I'm supposed to do, I I surrender, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender, but I can't, I can't. And then clicked my head. When I was 18, I was told, you're gonna have to go back to your blueprints when you turn 40. You're gonna have to live with purpose and meaning. This is where you get your wings. This is where you see that you're an earth angel and you'll have to preach to people, me, please, celebrity makeup artist, get out of here bye. I know, it was true. went to my computer, I found my Reiki teacher and from the first Reiki session, something went, but it was my mentor, roshiu that removed so many blockages within me. I hurt for four days. I couldn't move. I couldn't even lift my arm. That was lifetimes. And I told God, whatever I'm here to do, use me. And I was not going to feel good. And I knew this as a child. And as an adult, when I surrendered, I could hear doors unlocking in my ear. All this stuff started coming back to me. I took all my savings and everything that I worked. And I built my business. Started off as a healing room. Beautiful space. Full spot. All my celebrity clients could come and see me. And my whole life changed. I started understanding what soul contracts were. and Remembering so many things. The spirits would come and sit with me. When on January 2nd, 2020, you know, it's like it was a life or death situation. And God chose life for me. And being in the ICU and telling my doctors and nurses, like, that man in 32 is going to die. Alarms going off, and it was too much. No one knew what I had, but I realized that that was my next awakening. Didn't care how people perceive me. I have to show up as I am. That's what the Bible says, right? You know, come as you are. I don't wear a false masks. And it's hard for people to look at me and hear me speak because most people don't even understand it. I feel like I talk in a different type of dialect. And I guess it's called truth. So it's been hard. It's been ugly. It's been dark. But I know that God exists. And I know that demons are real and the devil is real. And we're all attuned to this. And It's lonely. I'm never afraid. But um, when it comes to love or all these other things that you see within other people, that they can't reach themselves, so you can't pull it out of them unless they give you permission to. And there's no ego. Even that ounce I tried to hide, it got snatched from me. It's a surrender. And when I realize that I still have air in my lungs and a heartbeat, I always give grace and gratitude. How can I be of service today? For myself first, and then I can be of service to other people. And I know I'm doing a good job.
0: So you said a second ago that it does get lonely. How do you personally deal with that loneliness? the reason why I'm asking a lot of us are listening and they're lonely, you know, and you referenced the dark night of the soul. And maybe someone is going through that. Who's listening. Maybe someone is, hasn't yet. And maybe they may need to, when it's coming, you know, it's like, okay, I've, I've, I remember this from the water podcast, or maybe they're on the other side of that. And sometimes on the other side of that is more loneliness, you know, um, so for yourself how do you personally deal with it and i know you said you know to show up for yourself and to serve yourself and then to serve others are there any other things are there any other i know you have as a healer you have certain modalities is it a combination of all of those how, how do you do it for yourself
1: yes for myself it is it's is a combination of all those modalities the first thing that i do is I just find a quiet place. And I just sit with myself, like just breathe, breath work. Um, I use visualization of seeing light move through me. Remember this journey. Allow yourself to go back to the past so that you can remember why you're here at this present moment. You are love. Whenever that shadow starts trying to creep into us, we need to let it know that our higher self, our self-love journey, is the most important thing to us right now. We can't have any distractions. And it's just like we want people to talk to us nice, but we have to learn to talk to ourselves nice. Because the same conversation that I'm having with you, I'm also having with myself. If I'm lying to you, honestly, I don't feel good inside. I know, like, I don't feel good. I'm, that's not good. I can't expect for you to show up and be honest with me. So if I'm going to stand in front of you, then I'm going to speak my truth. And you're hopefully seeing this reflection going to speak your truth to me too. So that's how I show up for myself as I'm honest with myself. If I am ugly to myself with a thought, a feeling, or a thing, I go within and I say, Julie, apologize to yourself. Forgive yourself in this moment because you know you can do better than that. You know that. Whatever it is that caused you to feel this way in that moment of self-destruct, even just for a moment, you don't deserve that. And then I'm just like, you know what, Julie, you're right. You don't deserve it. I released that. That does not belong to Julie that stands here today. That was old Julie. If it's a thing that keeps coming up and I feel like I'm healed from it, but it, it still causes me grief, I'm not. I'm lying to myself. Let's be honest. No, I'm not. So I've learned to forgive myself when I need closure to a situation. Forgive, I forgive myself for holding space here. That door closed on me. Thank you for the, thank you for the experience. I need to go on. I'm gonna leave you with the light and love that I met you with at the crossroads. I don't, I want openness But I need open and close as well. Because if I don't close something and it's still bothering me, then I go back to it. So I tell people, and people don't understand, like self-love, how do you love yourself? How do you want someone to love you? Well, I want them to do this. Okay, it starts within, right there. That's what you gotta do. Can you do that for yourself first? Because in any relationship, the most important relationship that we have is with ourselves. And it is really hard at times to sit with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves. We get upset with ourselves because we know we can do better, so why, why aren't I? Why am I not doing this? Because it's attached to a feeling or an emotion that we experience a trauma or a pain. We don't wanna let that go. Forgiveness is the hardest thing that we have wanna say to others or will accept from others. Or we constantly say, I'm sorry. Stop saying, I'm sorry, if you haven't done anything wrong. Or stand in front of the mirror and look at yourself and just keep saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That doesn't feel good. For what? For showing up and trying to be your authentic self and other people can't handle the greatness that you are? Got to stand in our light. We have to be selfish with us. And most of us that are givers and empaths, we suffer the most when we go through the dark night of soul. It's a lonely place because we understand others perfectly well, but they misunderstand us. We become public enemy number one if we don't agree with other people. It's learning to listen to your intuition what that inner voice says to you and it resonates with you. And a healer's journey is one of the hardest journeys that we we do every day. Some people say, fake it till you make it. Why fake it till you make it when you're already doing it? It's just giving ourselves permission, being apologetic to ourselves first. Stop apologizing for things that we haven't done. Or maybe we're just speaking those words that we need to hear from someone else. We want to make it about us. Did that
0: answer your question yeah definitely i i was i was pausing well one because i wanted to make sure you had everything that you wanted to say but i was kind of reflecting as you were talking because it's interesting how you talk about a healer's journey i i think about my own life right and every time there was a certain way that I was supposed to or not supposed to go, whether I wanted to or not, that door would close and sometimes it was like easy to accept and sometimes it was painful, you know? Like, you know, you also talked about growing up a PK and but also being exposed to a lot of different things. You know, for me, I grew up a PK but in Sort of a small town outside of a not quite a small town, but not a big town either. And so I only knew one way of life for the most of my life. We talked about this a little bit, but it was really for me, it was you're going to go to church, you're going to believe God, you know, you're going to read the Bible, learn the Bible. And when it was college, it was like, okay, you're going to go to college. I went to arguably the best engineering school in the state. It's like, you're going to be an engineer. And this is a big, like, military area, uh, military government. And so, you know, without knowing anything about myself and just following this narrative, it was, okay, go to school, come back, be an engineer for the government. And then, you know, that didn't work out. Um, You know, in in college, I (laughs) completely bombed engineering. And so that was kind of my first thing, you know, college wasn't as easy to me as high school was. High school was effortless. College was like, oh, I can't just play basketball for four hours a day and then play video games for three hours a day and then show up and get an A on the test. And and then as a Christian, as an adult, um, I was both Christian and married. And so it was okay. It went from being a Christian boy to pretty much a Christian man slash husband. And so it was that narrative. And that was pretty much up until 30. And, you know, losing my son along the way. And all these doors were closing. And I just kind of had to take those licks. But at the time, I was still kind of following the narrative of what I thought things should be until it hurt so much that I was driven to a similar point that you referenced to the point of not wanting to be here anymore. And I talked about it on a previous episode, but because I was so used to being told externally and from getting like, not knowing within myself, but the only way I knew I was going before then was when I was told like, okay, that, that's it. Like from someone else, like that's the way, like nice. I got this degree. Okay, great. Here's a degree. You employ you know, you employ me. Oh, I'm hired. Oh, great. Uh, I got a positive review. Oh, great. You know. Um, but I was when I came to this sort of crossroads with not being married anymore, not being a father, not having a job I thought I was gonna have, I was kind of laid bare and I didn't know what to do with that. And because I was so used to that affirmation and I wasn't getting any, I thought it was, I thought it was me. So I'm like an emotional person, but I'm a logical thinker also. And so what I had told myself, this was back in 2016, I had convinced myself that it would have been a net positive to the world. If I took myself out of it, you know, um, And then, you know, I'm kind of going through this journey. Another thing about, like, not at all to sort of criticize the religion in particular, but Christianity in particular can be sort of binary in the sense that if you live this way, you're going to go here. If you live this way, you're going to go there. And so I was in a position where I wanted to take myself out. And I was living in a way, because of what had happened, that by my own logic, I would be going to hell. And then I started to sort of do more interaction with other people who, <laughs> according to that logic, would have also been going to hell. And when prayer wasn't working for me, that's when I started to meditate and sit with myself. And yeah. I started to like myself as well. Like it was a process, but I would tell myself, you know, if you tell yourself 50 negative things a day, then you need to at least get to a point where you're telling yourself 50 positive things to at least break even by the end of the day. And through meditation, I realized that I wasn't who, and I don't blame any one person, you know, we, we all kind of as humans, we're, we talk to what our conditioning is. And so I was being told something that somebody else was being told and it worked for them. So based on the information, it's probably worked for you too, Daniel. And so, you know, I couldn't chip off of that when I didn't fall into that pipeline. But what I realized was that it wasn't me. (laughs) But I kind of got to a point where like, oh, it's (laughs) y'all. Like, it's not a net positive. I will take myself out of the world. Like, is your fault like you're you're like not the bad ones but like i got to a point where i was still kind of in that dark night because i still wanted to like consciously leave this earth because i thought that i was not the bad person but it would have been easier to deal with life for me to not be in it but yes. i i was already telling myself these nice things and you know, it was like, I couldn't really do that to the people that love me. Like, I couldn't remove myself yes. because people don't really heal from that.
1: No.
0: But I. Yeah. But in that journey, there's loneliness on both sides. There's loneliness with the pain that comes from disappointment, but there's also loneliness with being healed when others haven't taken that journey. And you talked about it a little bit with not being understood, which was yeah. the reason I started water. Um, it's lonely to to be there, it's lonely to you know feel like so little people understand and to speak and have these blank looks back at you. And it's it's really, really hard to deal with. And so now I kind of sit in this place where it's not all the time, but it's like, I see, I'm here, I've been through this journey and I sort of sit within myself. And because I'm so familiar with the war within, I can see the war in other people. And so... Mm. I sit there and I see that and I don't really trip when I have these falling out like, yeah, it hurts, but when I have a disagreement with someone, more than likely, 9.7 times out of 10, I hear the way they talk to themselves and I'm like, it makes perfect sense why you're talking to me that way. It's not even personal. You're not nice to yourself either. So why would I be the exception? But it gets lonely because... It's like, man, how do I keep, how do I fill my own cup up when I, you know, like all of these instances keep happening and I have to continue to be the strong one, you know? And so, um, what I have found for myself is, and I think to an extent for you is that when these doors close, we are in a sense fortunate enough to be pushed in a direction that we belong in. And we're also fortunate enough to have had the strength to withstand it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like a video game. You're leveling up, you know, and I love, I, I love the way you worded everything. Yeah. And when you know this about people, you hear them. You see them at a soul level. So if you can hear what they're thinking, you can also speak back to them. Hey, Chad, that's not how you really feel. Today is the last day you're going to think that way. And all of a sudden, just like that voice speaks to you, I can hear you. Mm-hmm. So it's like this chain reaction, and then that friend they're going to start thinking differently. And that's a beautiful gift that you have. Not only do I see you, but I hear you, I feel you. That's why we're light workers. Because you need light to see in the dark to fix something.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you worded it that way in particular. And you said it a little bit earlier too, you at an early age you you understood that there's more to us than the physical body. Um, yes. What? How would you describe in your own words, what else is there to the physical body? What is it like for you to see someone at the soul level?
1: It's beautiful. When it's on the same vibration, I feel like they orbit the same planet that I do. And it's nice to see a familiar soul. And I always acknowledge that when I see that in people, I let them know you're something, you're someone special. I recognize you, you know? And if it's in a place of crossing and I can't speak to them, I just let them know like I am too. I'm one of you. Me too. I see you. And when I come across these souls that are tormented. That refuse to give up the keys to unlock the cage to that dark night of the soul or the shadow self. I just keep putting light on them. But I also have to take my distance. But that light that I show them and I'm shining on it because I know what hurts them. I just want them to realize and acknowledge it. Forgive it. So that you can release it. It's going to be a memory. But it's just not going to affect you. Like you're reliving the moment over and over again. You know. So it's. We have to learn to just talk to me nice. We're so powerful. But we don't realize the gifts that we have within us. To maneuver through this physical space. And particularly this space here. Our bodies. I mean. I mean. If, so for some of us, it, it's really hard to trust ourselves. It's hard to love ourselves. It's hard to forgive ourselves. Or we get stuck. So if we feel this way, then we're going to operate on the same vibration when other people come to us. These are the same type of people that are going to come to us to help us release and learn the lessons so that we can see it as a blessing and you're better now. You're free. You, you just didn't know. And a healer's journey is truly your journey. You're a healer. We're all healers. We've all healed ourselves at some point of our lives. Whether it be the mental, the emotional, the physical, or even the verbal. But I like the way you worded that. That was like, I took note on
0: that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I guess I'll define it for my myself. I talked about it a second ago, but I didn't know it was a war that I was in within, you know, because I was dealing with external, what I thought to be external forces, but I was, it was all within, you know, nothing really changed on the outside time elapsed, but nothing really changed except for how I learned to deal with the outside. And so, you know, when, when I acknowledge it as a war and I recognize my capacity to handle that, it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're kind of like in a kiddie pool, you know what I mean? And you're you don't know it's a kiddie pool, but you're like trying to tread this water and like you're like you think you're gonna drown. And then you stand up and then you look down and it's like, wait, it was that was like two feet tall. It's kind of it's kind of like that. Like it it take for me, it took a moment. So it was two moments. It was one, you know, what I talked about but when I was sort of like suicidal and I started to yeah. see other people's struggles as equal as I saw myself and my own struggle but when I was kind of on the other side of this inner war I I knew that I wasn't the way I handled it maybe was unique but it wasn't unique to the way that anyone else could handle it and that the process took, and I'm not saying I'm out of it now, but we're talking six years. I, I talked about 2016 and really it was before that, but you know, we're six, seven years later. And so I don't know which lifetime this person's in. I don't know which part of their own inner war they're in. I don't know what they've tried. I don't know who's hurt them. I don't know anything like that. And so all I know is, that we are these light beings and we, we're we're in these human bodies for as long as we're in them. And as long as we're in them, there are things that come with being in the human body. There, there's yeah. certain desires, there's expectation, there's ego, there's things that we wouldn't have to deal with if we weren't in his human body, probably, but the problem is we're in a human body. <laughs> and so we have to deal with it, which is kind of my struggles the time. It's like, man, it would just be so easy to not have to deal with it. But at the same time, there is a certain feeling that you have from just like sitting there and just watching it play out. And yes. it's kind of like a weird, it's like the eye of the storm. You know, it's, I'm here. Oh, this feeling is coming. I felt that feeling before. Uh, just, just kind of like vibe out while the feeling passes, you know, or yes. um, if, if someone else is the way they treat you or the way they're treating themselves, you see it within other people. And so I think for me, I really started to learn to see people at the soul level when I saw myself. And I think that My theme is sort of how to deal with things for this season of the podcast. It's how to understand other people and how to deal with what's happening. And there are a lot of ways to easily be distracted from that. But I think that if others were to recognize, and for me, like it's all, it's like a a scale, right? Cause like the way I see someone else on today. Where it's like sunny outside and I'm not all that sore, I'm not in pain, might be different than the way I see them on another day, or it might be different than what the struggle they're actually going through. But I think for me, it's just like a constant recognition of and being able to sit outside of yourself and be aware of what you're going through and that someone else is going through that same thing.
1: Yes. And our stories are so similar but it's how we receive them you know um the way that i look at this and it's it's beautiful when you recognize your shadow you just want to try to make your shadow more accountable because we know who we are at the core we really do but it's just this conditioning like you were saying that we receive so then we're going through this process of purge and unlearning what we've learned so that we can learn again and speak from a place of our truth and know that our word of truth will be received by other people and even though it's rejected it's like okay you're not ready to hear the truth okay it's 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 okay but you're going to remember this one day i just needed to deliver the message to you and the story, we our souls, some souls are old. Some souls are new souls. But when you reach the level of self, the way that you have, your story, that means that you're coming through lifetimes of healing. It's just not that moment that that experience happened. It's the way that we received it. If it's this deep-rooted pain and you can't shake it, And it's more powerful than you in that moment. You know that this is something from a past life. How are you going to handle it this time, Daniel? How are you going to cut the cord? How are you going to heal from this? And you get to make the choice. So you sitting here in your own hot seat. You'll understand what your soul's journey has been by how you identify with your own feelings and emotions and then that of other people. You have to know when someone's trying to project something onto you and you keep spinning your wheels questioning it. If that keeps happening, you're like, that doesn't make sense to me. Guess what? It's not about you. You're just being a mirror for them in that moment. They just needed to speak it out loud. Some people love to hear themselves talk. So... It's not just a journey of this life that we're walking on this path. Everything that we do, those moments in your life where you're like, this is familiar to me, or that person's familiar to me, but I don't know. Welcome to a past chapter. It's always like, how can I handle the situation better? And it's always being respectful of yourself first, taking the time to count, one, two, three. Even if it's a few times before you open your mouth and you respond. If I were to, if someone were to speak to me and, and knowing that they're angry in this moment, how would I want to receive it? That's what I ask myself, and I tell people, just "Give me, let me count to three, and I'll and I'll give you your answer." That way, I'm calming myself, mind, my body, spirit. All right, spirit, just be my voice in this moment, and that's it. I don't mirror them in that anger. I don't entertain that anymore. And sometimes you can't help it because if you're fighting against something, it's something internal. And when you recognize it, like you said, and there's something I want you to remember, Daniel, the reason that you see the eye of the storm so well is because you are the eye of the storm.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, I've been here before. I know what's about to take place. And then it, rushes past you. But it's truly a gift that you have. And it's beautiful to see you allow yourself to unfold into it and experience everything. And it's no good and bad. It's just am I on a high vibe or low vibe today? I just need to keep myself neutral. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. I appreciate that.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you.
0: So for yourself, you, you, you understand your purpose here. Do you feel like you, this is what you're meant to do? Um, or are there other things that you're meant to do that you haven't done yet? Do you have anything that's next for you? Anything that you want to see for yourself for, for this lifetime?
1: There's so many things. and There's not a lot of things. I can honestly say the more that I've surrendered on this journey, the more of those I'm just putting it out there, wishes, from eons ago. But God, not till I'm ready. Not till I really, I'm ready to receive it the way that I know that I deserve to have it. Yes. I'm right there at that point. The only thing that I want to continue to do is show up for myself first. The same way that I want other people to walk this journey with me and others. If I can continue on this road that I am of listening to what my spirit speaks to my soul and keep creating content for people, keep being a vessel, keep being honest using my own words as my convictions, I can only speak truth to you. And if I'm lying, then I'm lying to myself. And I don't like it. I don't like liars, even though we do lie. But it's easier to just speak truth. And that's how we can all find ourselves on the same page. So it's continuing to write my best life story. And by the time this airs, probably it'll be done. But I'm living my best life and if I can just wake up tomorrow and be a better person than I am today and continue to assist humanity in raising the vibration of the world that we occupy until these shelves that we live in turn to dust, it's to just keep learning, keep teaching, keep striving, keep praying, and knowing that change is taking place. Even if it's slow, it's taking place and continue to be magic and to be this medium and this oracle and to continue to live my best life. But the person that I'm with now, and I'll leave this as a closing remark, the story, now I'm gonna make it really quick, but this was over 21 years ago when I met this person when I was a celebrity makeup artist. Um, they were a photographer. I was a makeup artist on the shoot for Magic Johnson's label at the time for MC Records. And this artist was Avant, my first love. So I show up and we had this beautiful relationship, but a situation tore us apart. Ten years fast forward, I knew he was my person when we had to say goodbye. I knew at that moment, but it'll happen. Fast forward ten years later, I was getting ready to marry someone else. And on my way to a fashion show as a makeup artist, I was nervous. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I felt like I was dying or something was just horribly wrong with me. And he steps on the same um, shuttle that I was on to take me to the venue. Two weeks later, I got married, but I remember telling God, I'm like, God, I said, I know he's my person. And whatever that relationship was, I've been houseless in my body, my mind, my spirit my heart i'm still me i'm doing great things in my life but i need to know what this is like if there's ever a chance i'm single or he's single but not until i'm ready and if i do god i'm going to get married on 11 11 that's all i do and i married my ex-husband and divorced in 2016. he and i collided again in this lifetime and we've been together ever since and on 11-11 of 2022 at 7 p.m., I'm getting married. So it's believing in what you want. Thank you. It's believing in what you want. Calling it in because you deserve it. Being honest with yourself. Loving yourself is just waking up and saying, I'm going to have a great day. Or show up and be courteous to yourself and other people. Spirituality is an inside job. Everything is free will. But that's how I personally, I live my life. And after losing my life and coming back, I don't see anything the same way, Daniel. Everything that I see is a gift to me. I got to have that experience. I don't get disappointed with people. What can I do? That's you, it's not me, it's no reflection, bye. I don't keep doors open that people try to close. I'm calling out to the next door to open as soon as I'm walking over the threshold of the one I'm standing at right now. And it's everything that I've ever wanted. And I know that there's more blessings to come. We just have to write the story journal and prayer changes things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate you sharing that and beautiful way to end it. And also, you know, once again, congratulations. That's, that's amazing.
1: Thank you. Um, Um. And continue to listen to what your spirit speaks to your soul. You weren't even who you were yesterday. You're still part of that man there, but you're different in some way. And just talk to people the same way you want them to talk to you. Remember what I said. When that voice comes to you and you know something about somebody, send them a message back. Remember. You're one of the chosen ones, so you you get to have that permission. That's part of your job here on Earth. You're the messenger.
0: Touche, (laughs) touche.
1: And whenever you want me to hold space with you again, I'd be honored to do so. And thank you for another validation that people like you are real and they exist just like me. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, Would you like to take this time to sort of however you choose to tell the listeners what you offer? uh, Would you like to kind of talk about that?
1: Sure. Sure. Floor is yours. Yes. You guys, it's been so great to hold space with you. And if you want to get in contact with me, you can look me up either on Instagram at spirit speaks to soul. Or you can look me up on my website for bookings and other events, my new blog that's coming out as well, to just find out a lot of things that most people don't talk about. And I am an attuned energy healer, a Reiki master teacher. Um, I am a certified psychic intuitive medium. I deal in herbalism. I do a lot of ritual work as far as spiritual baths. I'm a reverend, so uh, I baptize and bless everything that I do. And all my services are custom. And they go by different tiers to whatever your need is. And so the first thing is I have a session that is called a discovery call. It's an earthen call. And it's just to get acquainted with you. It's just having a conversation with a friend and holding space to see how I can be of service to you or how I can put you on the right path to someone that can offer that service to you so if you need me like i said you can look me up at com or on my instagram at spirit speaks to soul and there's tons of good content on there too it's a personal look at my journey in my life there are no closed chapters so i look forward to taking this journey with you guys and blessings to you
0: for sure thank
1: you again daniel i really appreciate you
0: definitely Use promo code yeah. water to get. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> no, no, please. No, no, Let me add that did tell me what to say.
0: No, 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 no. I was, I
1: was, I was joking. That. Go... Promo code water. I'm not, I'm like, use promo code water to get a reading with me. I was gonna say,
0: I mean, I could do it. You do I mean... promo
1: codes? I don't know how to do that.
0: So use promo code water. To the listeners, but not yet. Wait till my queue because we haven't figured it out yet. I just, I was being funny, but no, that's I guess that's the thing. That's great. <laughs> add it
1: in. You add it in. You know what? And just, you you should add it in on your closing. That's what you should do.
0: I will. You know, I will do that.
1: As a special to my gift, you know, you know a special offer to my guest here on Water. You know, this is what she's offering. Use the promo code, blah, blah, blah. And just let me know what it is and I can put it on my website.
0: Okay. Boom. Easy. Yeah. So, I love this. I'll get with you about that, but that's all I really had today. And I'll just plug my stuff real quick. Um, I'm only going to plug the water podcast stuff. So at the water podcast on Twitter, Instagram, I think that's it. You're listening. So you know where to find the podcast. Yeah. And I really appreciate you Uh, promo code water coming soon, but no, I seriously, I really appreciate you, Julie. Um, You know, I talked about some of my story, but And that journey led me to you and you really helped me to see me for who I am. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to, again, take in others' projections and then like play that role. But in my heart of hearts, I knew I was something else. And you told me that I was something else. And my my soul was just like, see, you wasn't tripping. Julie sees it too. And so, uh, like, honestly, like, I have this, I got this ring, right? And I talk about it with very few people. It's it's a, it's a lion's head and very few people. Thank you. Very few people. Like they just see like, Oh, it's a lion. But I got this after our initial session because I have it in my notes, but you had said something on our lines of. I'm made, I'm like equal parts light and dark energy, but I choose peace, but I have some lion in me. And so I got this as a reminder of who I am when I need it, you know? And so, um, whenever, whenever I'm not feeling very liony, I can just look down (laughs) at my pinky, you know, but, um, I
1: love that. I love that, (laughs) you know, and thank you for the validation Again, from the universe, God, our guides and angels, because what you just said to me, like, you helped me to see myself. And I said, when I talk to people, I have to see a reflection of myself. This is something, and that's what I do. So you validated that. You know, I saw you, but you needed the validation. Like, no, Daniel, that's you. That is you. And so this is the same work that you've been doing for other people, and they don't need to even know it. We're like silent angels who walk this earth. And it's hard. And it, some journeys are harder than other people's. And it's just our karmic debts that we have to pay. You know, those are our taxes. That's soul tax. <laughs> you know, but you, you owe nothing. You know, that's beautiful. And it's an honor to say that. And it gets lonely because you can't. we can't have these conversations with everybody. Not a lot of people will receive them. But a lot of people... Your age, my age—they're going through it right now. Like they don't know what to do. They're yeah. wiling out, and it's and when you've been raised the way that we were raised in church and do this, do that. I mean, it plays havoc because in that church you feel something different. You see things that aren't what they're teaching you, and you you can't be in that church because it's not right for you. You know, I get it. You know, every time I step into a Catholic church, I feel I feel more evil sometimes than I do good stepping through those doors because that's where it lingers. You know, but you're in a great place and you're moving fast along this journey. Treat yourself like the royalty that you are. Continue to wear your, your ring. That's royalty. I feel you. Thank you for sharing that. that. That really, I was trying not to cry, but that, that got me choked up. I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank,
0: thank, thank you for you. seeing me.
1: And keep me posted.
0: I, I will <laughs> keep still, you posted.
1: you know, text. Yeah, just text me. You know, I'm so glad we got to do this. We continue to have a great day. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, too. I will keep you posted. Everyone, thanks for listening.
1: i <laughs> I uh, appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Yes. All right. We out. Bye, Daniel. Bye. <laughs>